What's up, Florida State sports fans? Kurt Weiler here with Carter Carls, back with another episode of the Null Sports Podcast. Uh, Carter, we were planning on uh, on doing a podcast episode today. We It's been a little bit since we've done one, but we needed to, and I think we we're going to talk some baseball. But uh, exactly what we were going to talk about changed this afternoon when uh, FSU announced that uh, Mike Martin Jr., head baseball coach, will will not return for a fourth season. A, uh, I, I don't know, I mean... It, Shockings, I mean, shockings, is shocking the word to use about this? It's weird because, I mean, it's not like he's been meeting expectations, but I also don't think a ton of people saw this coming in this moment. Yeah, I think the thought from the fan base and media was mostly, well, you know, he's got one more year left in his contract. Certainly he had underachieved and, and the program wasn't looking great, but it's not like, you know, this was a... 10 and 30 team or anything like that like they were still making the postseason they, they still had some good players and so i think that's what made it shocking just knowing that he had one one more year left knowing kind of what the family name meant for the program you thought that uh maybe he'd get one more year but um i think i think a lot of people following this program know that this was a change that did need to be made when considering kind of the direction of the program and when knowing uh, who might be out there uh, to hire. So uh, fascinating, really fascinating uh, decision that came down today uh, because I think it's a reflective of, of so many things. And, and really the, the biggest one is Michael Alford, you know, he just started as the AD uh, at the end of last year and, he ain't fooling around. I mean, uh, if you're not if you're not up to standard, uh, or, or if there's someone that can lead a direction better, uh, he's he's not going to fool around. So I think it's probably a good sight. I, I know a lot of Florida State fans seem to be pretty happy with the move, uh, but yeah, surprising, not surprising, a little mixture of both, I'd say. Yeah, I would say definitely more, just because I mean, I think Florida State fans for the most part are happy with it. I think they're fair or not, and I would say it was unfair for this to be the case, but there were some FSU fans who, from the minute he got fired, were were hoping he would fail or were speaking, thinking he would fail or just in general speaking to existence they didn't think he would succeed. And obviously there are probably some people doing victory laps now, and I don't think that's what this is about because, like, why do you want to be happy about being right that you didn't think a coach was a good fit? And that kind of says you didn't support that coach. But that's none of my business. I'll just be here drinking my tea. But, I, I mean, it's it, it's it, I think it was shocking in that even the people who wanted the move to happen, I don't think a lot of them expected it. I mean, I I started to, to hear, I mean, not long before things came down of like, hey, this might be moving pretty fast. I And uh, it sure enough did. I mean, they were, they were decisive with uh, the press release. It was short, sweet, right to the point. And there was a... Gratitude for uh, meat, gratitude for the Martin family, but also, I mean, Alfred saying as much of like, I don't think that he, what he had built or what he was doing was, was meeting the lofty standards of this program. I mean, say what you will at FSU baseball. Yes, you can, rival fan bases can make their jokes about how that program's not won a national title, but it's done just about everything else under the sun. I mean, I think over a bunch of, other programs that have a huge head start on FSU in terms of like number of years when they started all that FSU's passed a bunch of them in wins. I think FSU's second all time in wins. I want to say behind Texas. 
And that's uh, over a lot of teams that had a huge head start on them just because of how consistent they were over Mike Martin Sr. And, I mean, it, it to me, I mean, it seemed clear that Michael Alford didn't think Mike Martin Jr. was the program's future, was the guy who's going to take Florida State baseball back. And it ties into, I mean, like you said, he's relatively new, so he didn't have the ties of of hiring him or anything like that. And I think that worked against me here, to be sure. I'm not sure if David Coburn was still the ID, AD, this would have happened. But if, if Michael Alford thought that way, then I think it was right of him to make that move. And I, I, I am not going to say I was somewhat shocked to see it come down. I, I wrote a column earlier this week thinking you'd get another year. But, but I'm not going to say I think it was a bad decision. I'm not thinking that it is something he will come to regret. Yeah, the on-field product just wasn't good this year. I mean, uh, they, they had two incredible pitchers in Parker Messick, Bryce Hubbard, and they just couldn't support them in any way. Uh, fielding was bad, hitting was bad, base running was bad. And just like the attitude, the culture, the, the like just kind of the personality of the team wasn't good. It just seemed like very dull, very uh, monotonous, uh, almost like uh, the team wasn't having fun. I mean, that, that's just kind of the vibe I got watching them. Uh, the dugout, you know, there's a couple guys that, that would certainly stand out, but um, it just felt like, you know, the 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 head voice had, had kind of worn them out, I guess. So I, I don't know. It, it, it was like it was a surprising move. But when you consider all of the other factors, like, you know, the direction of the program, the fact that Mike Martin Jr. ends with the worst winning percentage in, in program history, which, by the way, a pretty, pretty high standard to live up to there. Yeah, because um, it was only, what, 588? Like, it wasn't, like, horrendous by any means, but just when your program standards are what they are. Yeah, like, if, if this had been a smaller program, you know, Mike Martin Jr., just getting the postseason might be great, but at Florida State, like, you're expected to make Omaha pretty much almost every year. So, I mean, like, it, it's going one or, or going one and two in back-to-back regionals. Yeah. Uh, yeah not making a super back-to-back years. Uh, last time that it happened was 2006 through 2007. And then the last time before that it happened is 1984 through through 1985. So, I mean, you're talking about only once had that, had that been done in the last, you know, I guess is that, what, 45 years? I mean, that that's just like, that's crazy. So Yeah, um, no, yeah. I mean, it's a – and those 2006-2007 teams – were very good and things just didn't go right for them in the postseason. I mean that that was not similar. Like it's not even really fair to compare these two because like the last two years, I don't think many fans expected this team to come out of the regional they were in last year in Oxford, this year in Auburn. And and I mean it's tough. I don't think I would hope that no one wishes Mike Martin Jr. poorly in his future endeavors because I think it's entirely possible he will learn some valuable lessons from this experience and go be a successful coach somewhere else. Be it maybe as an assistant first or as a head coach at a smaller school. I don't know. But I think he could have success. But it just seems clear that the – I think there were moments of the lack of head coaching experience rearing its ugly head, and that was an unfortunate situation that was somewhat out of his hands where a lot of other teams 
didn't want to hire him because they were just worried he was going to dart back to FSU when his dad retired. You know, it's like it was there was some of the situation that was out of his control, but like you said, he didn't help matters. I mean, back dating back to his introductory press conference, he talked about like I love my dad, but I'm going to do some things differently and we're going to be aggressive. We're not going to take a bunch of walks. We're going to have a different plate approach. And like you said, so many of their struggles of late have been in his area. I mean, he's the primary hitting coach of that of these team for the last three years. And so the high strikeout numbers and the lower batting averages and like not having the power to make up for those deficiencies, like you would trade those for more power, but especially this year, that wasn't the case for FSU. FSU, I mean, James Tibbs had 10 home runs, his 10th homer late in the season. Before then, Alex Terrell was your only guy who had double-digit homers. I mean, it's... It, it, when when the head coach's area of the team is the area that's kind of holding the team back the most, the pitching wasn't perfect, but the pitching was definitely the strength of this team for the last few years with guys like Parker Messick and Bryce Hubbard. When the hitting is, is your area and it's what's holding you back, and, I mean, it, it read as him being fairly set in his ways of, of how he wanted to do things, and it, even though it kind of continued to not be successful... And it's it's hard to defend that person too vehemently. Yeah, you hear the rumblings about kind of the unhappiness, and you, you see. And you know, and honestly, I think some of that's just like when teams are underachieving, they're not going to be happy, or when they feel like they're underachieving. Yeah, yeah that that's true, especially when the standards high. But, yeah, but so guys are entering the portal that should have never been in the portal. Russ Dunn. Entering the portal after this season, I think was kind of that first big sign of like, wow. I mean, just you know, through the first six or seven starts of of his season as as the Sunday starter, um, he was awesome. And you know, everyone around the Florida State baseball program will tell you, yeah, they had Parker Messick, yeah, they had Bryce Hubbard, but in the preseason camp right before the year. Ross Dunn was the best pitcher on this team. He was performing that way. He wasn't going to be the Friday or Sunday or Saturday starter. He was named the Sunday starter. Uh, but just for a guy who was expected to be huge this year, maybe the Friday starter next year, top, you know, two round pick next year, like that was kind of the expectation. That was what it seemed like it was heading toward after he had started the year so well. And for what what happened to him and for him to transfer, it just sh- speaks to, like, man, what what happened exactly? And you, 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 we, we've talked about how yep. the, the whole pitching staff has been fairly mes- mismanaged all year. Um, I think after Ross Dunn, uh, they, they kind of gave him a break from that Sunday rule. Uh, they really just couldn't figure out who to have as that Sunday starter. And then you saw Parker Messick and Bryce Hubbard have their share of problems down the stretch. Um, there just wasn't any consistency. and There weren't enough reliable guys in the bullpen. And whether that's recruiting or development or, or yeah, like coaching, uh, it, it does fall on the coach when um, you're just looking at the team and there's problems everywhere. But – you know, like I said, uh, Mike Martin, anytime these firings happening, it's all, it's obviously uncomfortable. I mean, he was always great to, to deal with, uh, made all of his players available 
access was great and uh he's always great with the media so i mean uh wish him nothing but the best uh it's always unfortunate to see but uh yeah uh florida state uh, gonna be an interesting uh coaching search and we'll uh we'll see how long it lasts i think we kind of know who the top target will be and i think everyone else in the world knows who the top target will be yeah i mean it, it, the top target is the guy who uh, a, a lot of people really wanted hired. I would say the first time around in 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 Link Jarrett. I think I think it's it is no secret that I mean I don't think he is the only target by any means. I I am not by any means saying I think it's a done deal and he's getting announced whenever. But there's no doubt. I mean, what he has done first at UNC Greensboro and then I mean he went to Notre Dame after he didn't get the FSU gig last time around and I mean has has turned a a non-baseball program like a a program that doesn't have much of a baseball history at all into a team that just has is in its second straight super regional and I think as we're recording this is beating Tennessee in game one of that super regional and Tennessee is like the runaway favorite to win the national title so I mean it will be interesting to see how that plays out I mean (laughs) It would be. I mean, it, obviously, the. It, it, who knows? I mean, it's it's an interesting situation. Is a good way to say it. Fun fact: I went to Link Jarrett's introductory press conference at Notre Dame. Yeah, if he were to make that move, we would have to call that like making the Car- Carter Carls, right? But he didn't go to Texas first. To be fair. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, Notre Dame to to Florida State. It's, uh, it's- pretty cool but yeah i remember i remember that introductory press conference though being really impressed i didn't really cover notre dame baseball it was more football recruiting that kind of stuff but i just remember that first press conference thinking man this guy really is impressive he's saying all the right things like i don't know maybe i was just a sucker i feel like a lot of people fall for the introductory press conferences because they always say the right thing yes but he really did to see seem to say the right things and he had done such a great job at unc greensboro and uh just seeing what he's done with that team i mean that that's a program that just doesn't have the facilities they're up north i mean you look at like their their scheduling they, they have snow outs like i mean it, it is um it's really hard to win up north uh, especially at Notre Dame. And, you know, like you mentioned, look, I mean, he, he might be going to the College World Series, and I think that will even make it more interesting uh, because, you know, we'll see if Florida State indeed does, you know, target him and try to hire him, how will that affect that process? Uh, we, we don't exactly know. Uh, but uh, certainly it would also add – to more expectations if he were to come to Florida State if say you know he, he made a deep run in this college world series uh, and so I don't know it's, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how it all plays out but but the nice uh, thing about being at a place like or being a place like Florida State is that I mean you have a lot of guys I mean I, I was I've been working on we're going to run here probably uh tonight or tomorrow morning i think saturday morning a list of like guys who who make a consideration during the uh during the coaching search i mean because the truth is you may have a top target but your target your list can't be one guy that you can't put all your eggs in one basket that's not how these things work so you kind of have to 
spread it out a little bit. And, I mean, the nice thing about being a place like FSU is so many guys either have FSU ties and have gone on to have success elsewhere or would would happily, like, leave wherever they are to kind of get the chance to to coach at a place like FSU. I mean, obviously, you look at, like, a Mike Bell and what he's done at Pitt. It's not nearly to the same degree as what Link Jarrett's done at Notre Dame at, from a, the former Florida State pitching coach, but I think Pitt's even harder to win at than Notre Dame. Honestly, like, they, when you look at their track record, they haven't made the NCAA tournament since 1995, and they should have made it last year and kind of got robbed by the committee for some nonsense. And the ACC, uh, how the ACC scheduled that season didn't help, but... And, I mean, you look at I, – I can understand how some fans may not want another first-time head coach after what just happened with Mike Martin Jr., but James Ramsey feels like one of the highest-rising assistants in the in the country. I mean, what his Georgia Tech offense has done year in and year out, and then this was their best year. He just keeps to kind of keeps getting that offense gradually better, and it's kind of a sight to behold. I don't know. I mean, if it's a true national search, like if it's you says it is, do you look at – a guy like Cliff Godwin, who's kind of made ECU a consistent winner. I, I, I think the, the, yes, there is a main target. I think there's a main target for a reason. And I don't think any of us would shock if this be shocked if this ends with Link Jarrett. But I, I wonder what happened, what comes of this search. I mean, it should be, uh, it should be fascinating to follow. Important to note, Link Jarrett's parents still live in Tallahassee. So, I mean, he's got so many ties here. Um, one more in- other interesting thing I'll add about Jarrett is, you know, I've, I've been keeping up with some of my buddies at Notre Dame, media members, you know, those folks, and they've been pretty confident all year that this could be his last season. Uh, and you, you look, you look at kind of the, the why, I mean, obviously if, if he were to come to a place like Florida State, he'd be given a lot more resources and facilities to recruit and uh, just, you know, beyond being at his alma mater, like it offers a lot more than a Notre Dame would, but you also consider the fact like what's happened to him his last two seasons at at, at Notre Dame. This season, he thought, I remember reading a story going into the ACC tournament, he thought that if they did enough in the AC tournament, they could be a, a, a host for a super regional. Well, they didn't even host a regional. They had to go play a Georgia Southern, which I, I think a lot of folks at Notre Dame couldn't even believe that. And then, you know, the previous year, they were really hoping to be a host at at, at, um, at a super regional stage, and they ended up giving it to Mississippi State because they had better facilities. They went 25-10 and 10 in the ACC, which is perennially one of the best – like conferences in the country for college baseball and didn't weren't a top eight seed. That's crazy. Yeah. And I I think he just, he knew he's already at a disadvantage to win at Notre Dame. And then when he won at Notre Dame, he wasn't getting rewarded for it. And so it's like, why, why would I deal with that? Um, You know, I don't, I I don't live in Link Jarrett's mind, so I can't say for sure, but you'd have to think, that's been a frustration frustration for him. And he certainly made the most of it. I mean, you see what he's done with his team. Uh, he hasn't used that as an excuse. They've they've still done some great things. But yeah, at a place like Florida State, you don't have to worry about that. You get rewarded when you're good, you know? Like you even looked at 
the rankings at times this year. I remember, I remember there were times Florida State was ranked top 15 and D1 Baseball saying that they're going to host a regional and all of us were thinking, I don't know about that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if this team's worthy of that. Um, they were in that until the final week of the season. I think if they even go like two and two that final week, they may have. It's true. I mean, they, they may have, but like... Whether whether they were worthy of it, and wh- I mean whether they whether they did or, or like were had a resume worthy of it, I guess are two different conversations. Georgia Southern probably wasn't a worthy host, but its resume said it probably should be. I just think Florida State is given the best of the doubt. Oh, a hundred percent. That's that's all I'm saying. I, I so, I'm not disagreeing with you there. I think there are multiple reasons for that. But sure, I mean, they've they've they're. They have earned that, so I mean, it's it's not like I am, am saying they haven't, but yeah, it's it's for a guy like Link Jarrett, uh, who may who may be looking for somewhere else. I mean, Florida State has all those elements, and the timing is interesting too because if he were to leave, um, there would have been some options. I mean, Clemson has an opening. Clemson was has been pursuing him reportedly. Yeah, so. Uh, it's it's like yes, you think about Mike Martin Jr. and what he did, but you also have to think about the options. You, you're always thinking about who the replacement could be, and so uh, if they indeed were to land Link Jarrett, um, it would be quite the decision in retrospect for Michael Alford because he could have waited a year. But what happens if you wait a year and Link Jarrett's already at Clemson or somewhere else? Like you, you may not be able to get him after that. So it's like uh, we'll see how it plays out, but it could end up being a really smart move for uh, for you know Michael Alford. Yeah, if if I don't think my, Michael Alford especially cares what the I don't know if he especially cares about what the fan base like thinks of him because the truth is like I don't know if that should affect his job you know like i don't know if he need he should take that under consideration but i will if he if he managed to pull it off and i i again i i don't want to sit here and count any chickens i don't think either of us think it's a done deal even if we think he makes total sense to be a top target if if he pairs that off pulls that off and you pair that with the the lana alameda getting her to stay and not go to texas a&m he will have definitely curried quite a bit of favor that he he may have lost with some people for the Mark Krikorian uh, situation, how the optics of that looked for him. Even if the emails did, I think, tell a different story of uh, maybe maybe some some lack of, of being reasonable from, from Mark Krikorian's side of that situation. And we, we talked about this a little off air. I don't know. It's not a truly, you know apples to apples comparison but you know when you think about the other coaches at Florida State particularly Mike Norvell um, obviously this is a huge season for him we both think that he's got to win have a winning record at the very least now I don't think anyone is demanding that he has 10 wins this season but you got to at least get the team full eligible and when you see Michael Alford uh, make a decision like this, you think, okay, this this isn't a guy who may give someone a bunch of years before they produce a winning season, you know, that kind of thing, uh, especially at Florida State where expectations should be high. 
Now, again, not not truly a, an even comparison, uh, but I, I do think it's something to kind of tuck away in the back of your mind thinking, okay, yeah, like Mike Norvell's got to win. And um, I think we already knew that, but this is just kind of another reminder. Yeah, I think things would have to be, I feel like we've talked about, I think things would have to be really bad for him not to get a 2023. There are reasons for that. Obviously, Willie Taggart's buyout goes through 2023, and so they'd rather definitely not be paying two of those at once. But no, 100%. I mean, I think it is a, I mean, obviously, I think the FSU baseball standard, like we've talked about, is higher than a, a lot of other standards. I mean, no, no offense to the indoor volleyball program or the women's basketball program or even the, the men's basketball program where great things have been accomplished, but not to like the level of consistency of the baseball program. But regardless, I think it is a, a shot across the bow from Michael Alford of saying like, this is the standard. We are Florida state. If, if for whatever reason, I don't think that's being met. Like the leash may not be as long as you think it is. Absolutely. Really interesting to see how this plays out. Um, it's going to be the first time since 1979 a member of the Martin family has not been a head coach for Florida State baseball. I mean, say what you will about Mike Martin Jr. tenure, about the end of Mike Martin Sr.'s tenure, but this family made Florida State baseball. I mean, Mike Martin Jr., who was a longtime assistant before he was the head coach, helped make this program what it was. And and because of that, I would encourage fans to think on that, not to think on on how things ended. Hopefully he can think about the good times in 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 the long run. I would imagine he he holds some resentment right now and and that makes total sense. But yeah, I mean, the Martins made Florida State baseball what it is and and uh, Mike Martin Jr. was almost the victim of the like the standards he helped create and it will be fascinating now. It will be weird to not see a Martin in the dugout and it will be fascinating to see kind of what the post Martin era of FSU baseball looks like now. Yeah. I mean, and, and not just being a head coach. I mean, obviously as a player here as an assistant for geez, what, 21 years, 22 years. So, um, he gave a lot to this program. Uh, obviously his son, still playing at Florida State as well, and Tyler Martin. So, uh, yeah, it, it's – looking back, you, you got to think positively uh, about the experience and what they've, you know, accomplished. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what what he, what he does. I mean, I imagine once the dust kind of settles, you'd think that he'd still have a special place in, of, uh, in his heart for Florida State and – will probably still keep up with their games and I'm, I'm sure you know his father will as well so yeah. um yeah exciting excited to just kind of you know once we go down that road kind of catch up with him see what he's doing next uh i wouldn't think that he's done in baseball but uh i know he's got a lot of ties to tallahassee and, and florida state so yeah um we'll see no like i said i think it's entirely possible he goes and he learns some valuable lessons from this and goes and has success success elsewhere. And I mean, were any coach here ever to win a national title, they both of them would have 
would be like would deserve quite a bit of thanks for their role in in helping making that happen years before it did. So no, it's a it's an interesting time. No doubt we will uh, try and we'll see how how the search plays out. We'll be back next week. I think we're going to talk some uh, talk some football. I mean, we're our, our our most important player countdown is under week on underway on Tallahassee.com, Nolsports.com. We're counting down the forty most important players. Carter and I labored over our lists. We compiled into one list, and I think we're the the second entry. Yours first entry is running online tomorrow morning. So uh, we are in prime football spec- speculation time. What with the 2021-22 athletic season coming to an end, what, this weekend in, in Eugene with the NCAA track championships. So uh, it's a fun time, a whole bunch of speculation. We'll be doing plenty of stuff on that front over the next uh, – month two months leading up to preseason camp getting underway and i mean i feel like football season your first one here carter it's gonna be here before we know it it's uh we'll have i think we'll be back with that next week go ahead sorry that's my bad oh i was just saying let's go yes i'm excited no doubt i I mean i this is always that time of year like there is the time after the season where you enjoy the break and you're ready for spring by the time spring football gets here and then that ends and you're ready for a break and we're far enough away now from spring, like a month and a half, two months past the end of spring, that like I'm ready for fall camp. I'm ready to be out there and get to see this team, see what I think, like see if what I think is is right, is wrong, all that. I mean, it's uh, always a fascinating time, especially when you get the level of access we do around Florida State. Thanks to Mike Norvell and his coaching staff for that. But uh, we might uh, we might talk some baseball next week too. Who knows? We might uh, circle back see. Uh, where things are at on that front but uh we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast to uh subscribe to the Tallahassee Democrat print or online any of that is uh is is greatly appreciated I'm proud of the work we do on there you follow us on uh on Twitter and uh for Carter I'm Kurt thanks for listening